Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Barfield. And I'm Josiah Jones. And this is the Christ Community Podcast. We are so glad you're here. We hope our show will encourage, challenge, and uplift you with the gospel of Jesus Christ. In today's episode, we talk about some things going on in the world around us, discuss the latest sermon, read some scripture, and as always, we'll spend some time praying for you. So let's get to it. Folks, welcome to the show. Welcome back to our frequent listeners, and of course, welcome to any new listeners that we have picked up. Thank you for joining us today. It is, uh, it's so much fun to provide content, hopefully uh, helpful content, uh, and provide it in a simple format like a podcast, and we just love doing this. And I know my co-host, Josiah, feels similarly, right, boss? <laughs> right, Dave. Um, <laughs> we, we love our listeners and are grateful Uh, They take time each week to listen in on our conversations. Yeah. Now, last week, that was not for the faint of heart in our episode, and we were dealing with Daniel 9, and uh, for those of you that endured the show, you know that it's full of uh, apocalyptic details uh, that many Christians disagree on, Uh, but today we we promise no apocalyptic visions and charts and uh, no evangelical disputes or disagreements or heated arguments. It's just... It's all sunshine and lollipops today, right? <laughs> well, be careful not to overpromise, Dave. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, we do hope that it'll be beneficial. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to start today. Um, well, first off, actually, let, let's start somewhere else than what I had planned. Uh, we started our second service. Well, I guess our first service, uh, an, an additional service this last Sunday. And uh, praise God. I mean, we had lots of people there. Uh, I know it ministered to my heart, even though I was yes. involved in, in in running running the service. Um, I just I don't know. What are your thoughts from from the from the early service? Yeah, Dave, I thoroughly enjoyed it, mm-hmm. um, and it was wonderful to see and get to talk to people afterward. In fact, I had one of our new members come mm-hmm. up to me afterward and say. Wow, that was just amazing. She said, you know, I grew up in a more traditional background, and so that service really just ministered to my heart. In addition to that, she had mentioned that, you know, they had had wanted to be careful, and, and some in the family um, uh, uh, had just, who were a little bit hesitant to come, so she came here as kind of the uh, guinea pig to yeah. test it out. <laughs> And she said, I didn't even have to touch anything coming right. in, and it just, oh, I was just able to focus on Jesus, and Amen. it was amazing. So yeah. I thought, praise God. Yeah, praise God indeed. And and thanks and shout out to all the volunteers we had that worked behind the scenes um, to do to make it a touchless service, right? I mean, we had uh, greeters and temperature checkers and, and all of those things that yes. uh, really made made it an easy service uh, for those that, that needed such a service. So, yeah, just really excited about uh, this ministry development at our church and excited to see where God takes it and uh, to whom it ministers. Even had a, a number of visitors we did uh, yes. that came to the early service. So I don't know if they saw the banner on the <laughs> roundabout or what, but uh, we're grateful that they that they joined us on Sunday. Yes, and our heart behind it is the, the heart that the Apostle Paul expresses in 1 Corinthians 9, mm-hmm. that... Um, we want to do all that we can right, uh, to right. 
uh, minister to as many people as we can so that they might share in the blessings of Christ. So grateful for um, the the encouraging uh, first uh, 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 service, the start of that. Yeah, so. yeah. All right, so now back to where we wanted to start <laughs> off our show today. And um, I think it'll be encouraging for people. I want to start with where we're going to end this upcoming Sunday, and that's the end of our sermon series. We've been in Daniel, and it's yes. been called Kingdom, excuse me, Kingdom Perspective. And next week is the Thanksgiving holiday, so we won't be recording a show, and we probably won't get a chance to discuss it since Advent is immediately following Thanksgiving. Uh, so I want to just take today the oppor- today's opportunity to kind of pick your brain about. Um, the sermon series about the book of Daniel and uh, where God has brought us over the last few months. So what, do, what are some of your takeaways from this sermon series in the book of Daniel and what God has done in our church? Dave, I love that question because I tell you what, doing this study of Daniel has just been an incredible encouragement to me personally uh, to see ha- the power of God's Word to speak today, mm-hmm. and to see how God works providentially to align uh, uh, things, to, to say to His people what we need to, to hear mm-hmm. um, for what we're facing today. I, I'm, I shared, I think last time, kind of the circumstances and how God felt God leading for uh, uh, to preach through Daniel at this time. And now I will, I'll, I'll be a little bit honest, or a little bit honest, I will be honest here, transparent. Back when you had told us in the, whew, I don't know, January, February, you were thinking about a sermon series in Daniel, I'm kind of like, okay, that's peculiar, <laughs> you know, yeah. just, I, I, I didn't tie the, uh, connect the dots, I think, um, uh, obviously, God was leading you, and you didn't even really know the full perspective because nobody right. knew what 2020 was going yeah. to hold. Um, and yet, you felt you felt this burden or this this desire to do that. Uh, and and I didn't I didn't see it, you know. But praise God that I didn't have to because <laughs> yes. He brought us there anyway. Yes, and, and I am so grateful. I you know I, I've read through Daniel several times, as I know many have, and and some of my favorite stories uh, growing up as a kid come from the book of Daniel. Sure. Um, but I think that often, as Christians read Daniel, uh, many read the the first six chapters and love the stories and then get to the apocalyptic, yeah. the visionary portion of Daniel. Just kind of speed and, read those. And kind yep. of, yeah, it's God's Word, so I'm supposed to read this. Yeah. But, oh, that's scary. Oh, I don't understand that. Right. That's confusing. And so kind of skim over it. But the beautiful thing that I think became more clear than ever for me is the connection between these two. And what really um, made deep impression upon me is in chapters 1 through 6, you get, um, you get the model for how to live life mm-hmm. as exile. So here's where I could sense the connection with um, what's taught in First Peter as... Um, Peter addresses Christians as exiles because our citizenship is um, uh, in heaven, or the kingdom of God, the, the the kingdom that has been inaugurated but will come in its fullness. So, but what Daniel does is provides a, a, a visible and powerful model how to live a life as an exile that's both set apart um, because you, you're living for that future. Mm-hmm. Kingdom that's to come, 
and yet has impact uh, in the here and now. That is beautifully displayed mm-hmm. uh, by Daniel and his friends in the opening chapters where they are living set apart for God, and yet they're not detached. Yet they're living and having right. wonderful impact even in exile. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, too, like what you're saying, because even in a canonical way, the shift um, from Aramaic to Hebrew, I mean, there, there's this almost contextualizing of the first uh, part of, of Daniel, uh, almost in the lo- a local type of language, um, and then back to Hebrew uh, to the end, and, and it just kind of, it's a signal, it's a flag, like th- this is relevant for where you exiles are right now. Yes, yes, and showing God's heart for <laughs> for the nation in which they're right. exiled to see and understand the message that Daniel um, carries. Mm-hmm. So the, the thing that was very helpful to me is seeing how powerfully these two parts of Daniel are connected, because mm-hmm. you see the model for how to live, both set apart, that has a life that has impact in exile. And then you see in the second half the message or the vision of the kingdom of God mm-hmm. that, uh, well, of God's sovereignty over the passing kingdom of this right. world, uh, and of the the eternal kingdom that he is going to establish. Um, it's that vision that enables Daniel, as well as his uh, three friends, uh, um, to live the life that they lived. And it's the same vision that I believe will enable us to. So the, the, uh, these um, messages in the second half of the book of Daniel have been uh, incredibly encouraging to my heart because of the vision of God and seeing how uh, that vision um, of God and of his kingdom can enable us to live faithfully, mm-hmm. set apart here and now, and yet have impact um, yeah. where God's placed us. And one thing I love about these latter chapters of Daniel is that it forces us to to find the irreducible minimum of the chapters, of the, of the text, because we know we're not going to understand or be able to foresee all of the details or plot every date or who every um, uh, potentate is in the, in the book. But what we do know is the irreducible theological truth, God is sovereign, God is in control, he's sending his son, all of these things. And, and yes. whereas we could get distracted by the details we're forced to find, okay, what, what, do I, what do I hitch my wagon to? Where do I hang my hat? What, whatever what other idiom I can come up with that I can hold on to when I don't understand what's going on around me. I need some truth, some solid truth yes. to hang on to. And I think Daniel has been teaching me that, that it, there is, even if I don't know all the details, there's an irreducible minimum that is all that I have to have for the well-being of my soul. Yes, and, and I believe God intends to teach us that through right. Daniel. Because you see, modeled with Daniel, he understands, yeah. but he doesn't understand. Right. God enables him to understand what he needs to, to trust him, to live faithfully, mm-hmm. um, but he doesn't understand everything. Yeah. And God, uh, God uh, helps him to see that's okay. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that we should be 
um, uh, uh, sloppy or, or lazy in uh, studying God's Word and seeking to apply it, but we shouldn't be paralyzed um, by what we don't understand. Um, we should give ourselves fully to trusting and obeying the truth that God enables us yeah. to see. I'm reminded of one of my favorite secular authors, uh, if you could call him that, but uh, Nicholas uh, Nassim Taleb, and uh, in his book, Anti-Fragile, he said, uh, this is off the cuff, so I'm trying to remember it exactly, um, but he said something like, um, I, live in a world, I live in a world I don't understand. My goal is to live happy in a world that I don't understand. Okay, so tra- transfer that then to kingdom living. Um, I'm not going to understand everything. But for my own soul's sake, what what do I need to know? What do I need to understand in order to live a happy, joyful, spirit-filled life? And I think Daniel's showing us that, the dependence on God's sovereignty, His goodness, uh, confidence in Him, trusting in Him, the power of prayer. um, And uh, so that's how we can live in a world we don't understand, especially when it's spinning into increasing complexity every day. Um, We can live a joyful, uh, spirit-filled life in the midst of that kind of chaos. Yes, that's good. So let, let's go now to the sermon from this last Sunday, uh, now that we kind of have a 10,000-foot view of, of Daniel and, and where we've been in this sermon series. Um, I want to talk about the, the sermon, and, and you called it the, the power of prevailing prayer. Interestingly, I had a conversation uh, with someone after the service about how he really liked your line, uh, the power of God in prayer. And the guy I was talking to didn't couldn't recall if it was something that I had said in the service or you had said. So I tried to take credit for it, but then I'm like, okay, okay, I think it was Josiah. <laughs> no. And uh, <laughs> I just, I'm curious, you know, what you meant by that and how, and how that phrase, I mean, I'm kind of leading a little bit, but it, it gets the focus off ourselves, right? And, and um, it puts it back on God. So tell us a little bit about that phrase. Yes, Dave. I th- I think that's an important um, nuance. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, for shorthand, we talk about the power of prayer, and right. I even do in the title. Yeah. But it is important to understand uh, what we mean. Prayer in itself is not some kind of magic, uh, you know, uh, 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 saying that yeah. you have that genie in a bottle type y- yes. thing. But prayer is is really saying to God. I can't do life on my own. Right. I don't have the wisdom. I don't have the power. And I'm I'm crying out to you, expressing my dependence uh, uh, upon you. So prayer is is actually an acknowledgement of our powerlessness, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, independence on God. And the reason that's important is because otherwise, um, we can we we can try to manipulate God. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like the name it claim it kind of uh, sure. Um, if you have the right formula, you can get God to do what you want mm-hmm. Him to do instead of um, recognizing... And you can become proud and look at mm. what's been accomplished yeah. and see how... Look at my prayer you know, life. My prayer yeah. life. I've got it down. Mm-hmm. Instead of seeing, God, I don't have it down. Mm-hmm. God, uh, I face... I have problems some of my own making, and some just living in, in a fallen world that are bigger than I am, but they're not bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And so it, it leads us to ask for understanding, seek, and as God gives us understanding, it helps shape what we ask for. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's about depending upon God and His power rather than 
ours. Yeah, I like how you mentioned pride because we can get a little bit arrogant. Like uh, we see answers to prayer, and like this is um, perhaps you know, yeah, it was God, but let, let me photobomb Jesus here and, and you know sidle up next to yeah. him and take a little bit of credit for this. Because well, I prayed for this, you know, and um, and we have a way of. Uh, Bragamonies, testimonies that are brags, right? <laughs> like, I would like to share an answer to prayer, to my fervent prayer. And <laughs> I think the heart of that is fine because we want to encourage one another to keep praying and press on because yes. praying is hard and that's fine. But um, at least I'll just speak for myself. It would be an easy tendency to to try and brag through testimony that, oh, here's what God did in my life, you know, Um, which Jesus said, when you pray, go to your closet, shut the door, (laughs) you know, and pray in secret. Um, And, of course, there are more aspects to prayer, and there's corporate prayer and things like that, but there is that heart of humility that prayer is a desperate plea for God to move. Uh, And I think in Daniel we see God answering those, those prayers. Yes, and and when God answers prayer, it's because of His greatness, right. not ours. And yeah. so, again, we remind ourselves, we have a tendency to, to our hearts are prone. Yeah, we can make uh, idols out of ourselves. anything, ourselves, our yeah. prayers, whatever. So uh, let our boast be mm-hmm. in God, Amen. be in Christ, Yeah, including when we see God answer prayer. Amen. So in, in the sermon, you also brought up um, Abraham Kuyper and... Uh, yeah. And I don't know if you saw me in the crowd, but I was doing a fist pump. I had a hand <laughs> up in the air, cheering you on. I love Kuiper. Uh, and, well, really anything that's Dutch, I guess. Mm, yes. <laughs> like a, I love Dutch Reformed theology. Uh, but you, you, you quoted Kuiper and said that if God pulled back the curtain, as it were, um, we'd see this great cosmic battle going on. What, are, what were your thoughts behind that? Yes. Uh, well... Just let me second you. I really like Abraham Kuyper. I, um, in undergrad, majored in philosophy. Mm. And so I was exposed to some of uh, Dutch thinkers, a little bit of Abraham Kuyper, but even more Herman Doiveer, mm-hmm. who is more the philosopher. Van Til. Yes. But, um, but what I like about Abraham Kuyper and even that um, the quote from him is, uh, I think in many ways he he modeled in the present how to live like uh, like Daniel mm-hmm. um, did because he was a prime minister yeah and and he taught the importance of sphere sovereignty and mm-hmm. and so uh, without getting into the details of of that I think it was very helpful because he was fully embraced the Christian worldview. But he showed how to winsomely live that out in the public sphere, mm-hmm. um, and so to be so. So his recognizing uh, there the reality, not uh, uh, the reality that's revealed in God's word, a biblical worldview, um, informed how he lived, uh, and because of that, as a public servant, as a prime minister. Um, he, he was able to, uh, um, he was shaped by that. and was mm-hmm. a great blessing to the Netherlands as right. he served as prime minister. Mm-hmm. But um, so that in part uh, w- was, um, in my own thinking, uh, how uh, here's a brilliant man, great impact, um, but recognized from, from God's word the, uh, uh, the the 
biblical worldview and its mm-hmm. relevance for uh, the present. Yeah, that's good. And and I think that um, Kuiper had this idea that we, we kind of do have the curtain pulled back a little bit yes. as it is, because we have the complete Word of God, the, you know, the, the canon is closed, and there's a sense of God's progressive revelation where, you know, if we were in Daniel's time, we don't, we, by default, wouldn't know as much as we know now as far as the revelation of Christ and the closed canon. And so, in some sense, we actually do have the curtain pulled back a little bit because of Christ's coming and, and because of the, uh, the divine-inspired Word. Like, we, we get to see a little bit behind the scenes about what God is doing, and we don't necessarily see the physical things, and I use that term as far as, you know, molecules and atoms aligned, and, you know, there, there's a tree, and there's a king, yeah. and all those things. Yeah. But we have the spiritual eyes of faith to, to say... I know what God is doing here because he's already told me. So I, we actually do get to look behind the curtain a little bit. Yes, and, and that's precisely right. God wants us um, to be able to see so that we will live life not merely based upon what we can see with the natural under, uh, understanding. Um, and so it, Scripture also it calls us, as God has pulled back the curtain, to ask for the Spirit of God to work, to open the eyes of our hearts mm-hmm. so that we'll see what He has revealed right. as He's pulled back um, uh, the curtain, so that we'll not only have a nic- an intellectual assent mm-hmm. to basic truths, but it will really impact the way we live because we see spiritual um, reality. So it'll impact the way we pray mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, in Daniel chapter uh, 10, and and recognize that some of what God is doing as we pray, to recognize there are things happening that we cannot measure um, if we're just looking at outward appearance, but that God is at work, Daniel 10, from the moment you begin to pray. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's been an awesome lesson, and I know I've loved... Uh, getting deeper into Daniel and spending time in it, and really learned learned a ton. So um, I'm grateful for our time there, and uh, excited about where we're going next. And uh, just give us a brief snapshot where are we heading next in our sermon series. We've got Christmas coming, so where 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 are we going uh, after Daniel? Yes. So one more message uh, in Daniel, right? Where uh, I'm going to be focusing focusing especially on chapter 12, but we'll draw in some from the end of chapter 11, which brings us to the uh, conclusion of Daniel, but also the conclusion and climax of history to help us know how to live in the present in light of the future. Mm -hmm. Um, So after that, we're planning on beginning a series in the Gospel of John, and it's going to be connected especially with Advent. We'll be looking at the prologue, Mm -hmm. so the first 18 verses in the... uh, during the Advent season mm-hmm. with this series called Beholding His Glory. Awesome. And what I love, the, the Gospel of John takes us to the beginning, and not mm. just the beginning with the Incarnation, but the beginning, beginning. Beginning, beginning, yeah. Uh, to show <laughs> the eternal Son of God who right. already was, to give us a, a, a glimpse of the glory of the One who has come, uh, we've beheld his glory, glory as of the only begotten, uh, from the Father, full of grace 
and truth. And so the incarnation is God putting on display his glory through the person of his uh, only begotten son, Jesus. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. So listeners, if you're in the area, uh, feel free to join us in person. Uh, And if you're not in the area, uh, you can watch us online, invite family and friends to our Advent series. Uh, Looking forward to what God does in our church uh, during this Christmas time. As am I. Next up, we want to spend a few moments in God's Word. The Word of God shapes us. It it builds us up. It reveals Jesus to us. So every ounce of it is utterly crucial to listen to. Josiah, um, what passage will you be reading for us today? Well, Dave, how about some wisdom? (laughs) I'll take it. Whatever you got. (laughs) Yes. Well, I don't know about you, but with the increasing complexity of our world, Mm -hmm. I need a healthy dose of biblical wisdom. Yeah. Amen to that. So... Today we're going to be reading from Proverbs 16, verses 1 through 9. Here is the word of the Lord. The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked, For the day of trouble, everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured he will not go unpunished. By steadfast love and faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for. And by the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues with injustice. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Josiah, what uh, anything in those wise words that stands out to you today? Uh, yes, Dave, just two things. Um, so one is the heart posture, and that is... Mm humility Mm -hmm. that's expressed throughout. Um, There's a recognition that we, as um, those who belong to God, have important things. We're to plan. Uh, There are things that we're to do, but ultimately, um, we have limited uh, knowledge, limited understanding, and so the focus is to trust God. He's the one who has it it all together. He's the one who establishes His purposes and then in humble reliance upon him, seek to be faithful with what he has called us to do. Uh, the second word, and it's related to the first, is the word that you hear repeated again and again in those verses are plans. So this is about plans, which, you know, as we come to the end of this year and think about the the new year, and there still are a lot of uncertainties with transition, with virus, with um, what will life look like. Um, it's important right here to see that God's saying, yes, I do want you to be wise and seek to plan on all of that, but to do so um, with uh, a recognition and and trust, a rest in my sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with all the complexities, there are things that we just don't know. God's wanting 
us to keep our eyes on him, to trust in his wisdom and grace while seeking to be wise mm-hmm. by, by planning, by following uh, those things that God has revealed for us to do and trusting him with the results. Yeah, amen to that. There's kind of that spirit of making plans but holding them loosely because it's God's plans that will prevail. Yes. I, can, I don't, uh, I'm sure there are great uh, fitting theme passages for 2020, but perhaps that's up there at the top. Yes. <laughs> yes. As we close, we want to pray for you. We know that God works mightily through our prayers, that He ordains our prayers. So we want to take a few moments to pray. Josiah, why don't you open us, and then I'll close. Gladly, Dave. Let's pray. Almighty God, we do come to you in prayer, uh, not uh, to twist uh, your arm, but to surrender afresh, to acknowledge that you are good, that you are wise, that you know what you are doing as you are working in your world and in our lives. So, Lord, we do pray as we look uh, to a future that is unknown to us but known perfectly to you. Uh, We look to you for your wisdom. Uh, We look as we um, prepare for Advent um, we ask that you would give us the wisdom we, we need um, to uh, uh, navigate the challenges we face uh, during a time of political transition, during a time of uh, rise with this pandemic and, and the challenges that will be involved uh, with that, the decisions that will need to be made by families, by individuals, by the church, uh, by uh, people in community. So, God, we pray that you would give us a clear, a clearer vision of yourself, that we might love you, trust you, rest in you. We pray that you would help us uh, to make wise plans. But above all, we pray that you would help us to live in the light of your truth as you uh, make it known to us, that we might honor you, glorify you, bless others, and see your purposes fulfilled as we walk in faith with you, in Jesus' name. And Father, we just give you praise for uh, this book of Daniel that we've spent time in, and we thank you that we um, learned so much about your uh, power and your character and how you deal gently with your people. Um, Even when we go astray, uh, you're still faithful And so we are so grateful for that. We're grateful for the time that we've spent studying Daniel and ask that even though we're moving on now to um, another series, we pray that the truths that you uh, convinced us of in Daniel would remain with us, that we wouldn't forget them, but that we would be doers of the word and not just hearers and certainly not forgetters. Lord, we thank you for this passage of Proverbs where we see that you are in control of all things, even if we make plans. And so we pray for the grace to do uh, what this passage says, that we would commit our our way, our steps to you, uh, and that you would establish our thoughts, and that as we wisely make plans, that we would hold them loosely, knowing that you are in control, and not just in control, but good, and you know what's best, and that you will work all things... um, out for our good and for your glory. 
And so give us the grace to trust in these things. Lord, we believe them, but there are many ways and in many uh, instances that we don't believe. So help our unbelief. We commit um, this podcast to you and ask that it would be a blessing to everyone listening and that Jesus Christ would become real in the life of people that don't yet know him. And we give you the praise for all that you'll do, knowing that you will finish the work that you've begun. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed this, we invite you to share it with family and friends to learn more about our church. Visit us online at ChristCommunityCarmel.org. And if you're in the Carmel, Indiana area, we invite you to join us in person on Sundays at the corner of Main Street and Gray. Until next time, the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Amen. And God bless.